0: You are listening to FPEA Connects, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to FPEA Connects. Today's host is Suzanne Nunn. Suzanne is an active homeschool mom serving homeschool families in both her local community and across the state. She also serves as chairman of FPEA, Florida's statewide homeschooling association. FPA serves thousands of homeschool families in Florida, delivering a wealth of support, guidance, and information to both new and longtime home educators. Please join us as we seek to encourage you in your homeschool journey and help you stay connected to all things homeschooling in the Sunshine State. Welcome to episode number 11 of FPA Connects. I'm Suzanne, and I'm so glad you've joined us today as we are going to be finishing up our series on talking about the different educational approaches to homeschooling. It's really my hope that these podcasts have provided a little more clarity or understanding about the choices you have as you endeavor on your homeschooling journey. Like I have said many times before, it is likely that instead of using only one approach, you and your family may find that a combination of these methods will work best for you. And that's perfect. Using what works best for each of your children is truly one of the greatest blessings of homeschooling. Beginning in episode number six of FPA Connects, I gave a brief overview of the eight most common approaches used in home education. Then, in episodes 7, 8, and 10, I spoke more in-depth about the traditional approach, the classical approach, the Charlotte Mason approach, unit studies, the learning lifestyle, and the principal approach. You can always go back and listen to those previous podcasts if you are just beginning to explore your options. And I think you'll find them very helpful as you sift through what works best. I can't stress enough how important it is to evaluate these options with the understanding that each one of your children may work best using a different approach than the other. And so what works for your family may truly be a mixture of eclectic styles. Today, we are going to talk about unschooling and delayed academics. These two approaches, in my experience, have been some that have often received a lot of judgment because they're truly misunderstood, but very good, strong methods for homeschooling educators. Let's talk first about unschooling. Unschooling um, is very misunderstood and does often get a bad rap. Um, People tend to think that if you're unschooling, you're laying around in your pajamas all day, that you're lazy, that your kids are really doing nothing, or that you think that just running around like crazy people is school. Um, There are better names that it's been called, (laughs) like natural learning, experience-based learning, And I like delight-directed learning. But before I try to define what unschooling is, let's talk a little bit about what it isn't. It really is not a method um, because there's no recipe. There's nothing that we can give you that says this is how you do unschooling and try it out for a couple of weeks. The focus is more on trusting that a parent, along with their child, will find the best path for them without experts telling them what to do or curriculums directing them through each day. Um, So it looks very different for each individual family and each individual child sometimes. It doesn't mean that parents don't ever teach their children anything or that they learn entirely on their own without help or any kind of guidance. It also doesn't mean that parents are not actively involved in the important parts of um, educating their students. An important component of homeschooling is to remember that it's really grounded in doing real things, not just for the sake of doing them because you think they're going to be good, but they're really, truly intrinsically fascinating. Unschooling recognizes That children do real things all day long, every day, and that they learn and grow in healthy ways by doing this. It's natural for children to read and to write, to play with numbers, to learn about society, to find out about the past, to think and wonder and do all of these things without ever being forced to do that in the context of schooling. Children pursue life, so therefore they're pursuing knowledge. And the idea of unschooling is based on that principle. Unschooling is really a unique opportunity for a family to do what makes sense for their children to grow and develop in the best and healthiest way. It's also an opportunity for them to step away from traditional systems, methods, and curriculums and develop knowledge on their own more independently. When you're unschooling, I get many questions about documenting um, your child's progress for the year. And they're legitimate questions, but um, portfolios are still very usable and um, we could go into more discussions about that but we won't today but just know that you're going to use what your children are are still using to pursue pursue their own education so reading if you're using living books and things of that nature you're going to make a book list Um, a lot of the times your kids will be journaling and uh, just exploring the world around them and keeping track of it in some form that way and you use those in your portfolio Um, Any of the creative experiential learning, whether it's field trips or activities, crafting, any number of things can still be included in a portfolio for documentation purposes. Remember, this approach has been very successful and it has helped to truly inspire lifelong learners. You have seen many entrepreneurs that are, un- that are unschoolers, successful college students, and then just very successful adults in general uh, who followed an unschooling method or approach. So let's help them um, lose the stigma of that name of unschooling. And if that's the approach that works best for your family, then you certainly want to dive in and um, unschool by all means. The next um, approach and the last one that we're gonna talk about is delayed academics. Um, delayed academics is also one of the areas that is sometimes misunderstood when someone understands just a little bit about it not enough uh, to go in depth but it's a teaching and learning um, method that really approaches academics when a child is ready to uh, approach those academics it's not forced on them at an earlier age it is um, more and more i think um questioned because we're in the day of voluntary pre-Ks now, and children are being really forced to learn in our society and the culture around us at a much earlier age. But the delayed academics is really based on the belief that the optimum age to begin formal academics is between the ages of 8 and 12. It is an idea that was studied by pioneering homeschool advocates Raymond and Dorothy Moore, and they combined information that they took from early childhood research in medicine, ophthalmology, neurology, psychology, and years of observing homeschool families. And they basically developed um, the MORE formula, which is combined uh, with all of this research and practical application. The MORE formula is made up of basically three elements: study work, and service with the idea that there's no formal academics before the age of eight and some not even until as late as 12 years old. But keeping in mind that your child is learning through this whole period because children, especially young children, if we think about our toddlers and uh, preschoolers, they're learning voraciously through those years um, just in everything that we see them do from walking to talking and learning about the world around them so with the delayed academics they're still learning and you're still incorporating um, opportunities to learn but it's a more relaxed learning style that allows focus on incorporating more important developmental areas that are often neglected by formal curriculum such as listening and hand-eye coordination large motor skills spatial relationships personal relationships memory development, imagination, logic, and many other things. So the focus, um, too, is just on the importance of limiting things in in their world around them, like electronics, and it gives children time to really develop in the early years so that by the time they're ready to move on to the formal academics, they've developed more appropriately physically, neurologically, and emotionally, and then they're really ready. Um, So during those years, before you actually reach formal academics, you're still going to want to read to your kids, uh, play games with them that incorporate letters and sounds and watch for signs of readiness, because delayed academics doesn't mean that every child won't be ready until they're eight years old to start reading. You may have a five year old that shows signs of readiness. And so you can start at any of those ages. But the whole focus is on delaying that formal academics until the child is ready for that at whatever time that is. This works well for a lot of children who probably would be labeled if they were actually in the school setting because sometimes um, you're finding that children that work best within the delayed academics approach have actually um, continued to grow in a very healthy and normal way. They're just not ready to read at six years old like they're Peers would be in a classroom. So you would find that these often are labeled children in a classroom. Uh, For more information, though, about delayed academics and the Moore Plan, you're going to want to look at um, the Moore's books that they've written Better Late Than Early, and then the Successful Family Homeschool Handbook. So I hope that. today's podcast has helped you understand a little bit more about what unschooling is and what delayed academics truly are and um, that if it's something you're considering that that you will actually um, be inspired to try these methods they're both very successful they both have um, shown to be very successful for families who have different, Um, needs and approaches that they're pursuing to make it best for each child and their family to learn the best way that they can. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed our show and will join us next time for FPEA Connects. You can find us on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com. For more information about FPEA, visit us at our website, fpea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, stay connected.